0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thiefstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast.
1: Swung it on the deep left field. It is good! going
0: This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 163. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, we talk about Cleveland signing Eddie Rosario, recently non-tendered by the twins, signed him for $8 million, we talk about his impact on Cleveland. Um, in fact, they have a real outfield that they signed for once, talk about how that'll affect the payroll, and how Paul Dolan Quote unquote, extended himself to allow Cleveland to sign a whole $12 million altogether this offseason. Talk about Cleveland potentially shopping on Rosario or maybe not. Kind of, I have a conspiracy theory about that we can talk about. And we'll talk about MLB proposed start to the season that was rejected by the Players Association. Joining me for all that and more is another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? I'm good. I was just
1: looking at the um, Twins players. I can't figure out how they're going to replace Eddie Rosario, but we'll get to that. So, you know, good. Another than that, fantastic. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, we'll talk about it, like you said, but I still can't believe they're not intended and That's the weirdest thing to me is that I don't understand anything anymore,
1: dude. I was going through some frick I realized I was, I'm really just into it with the whole off season, but I'm just digging through the, I'm clicking on Jake Lamb's profile and going, hmm, maybe, maybe. So, you know, you know, you're really into it at that point. Yeah. yeah Jake Lamb, like a couple
0: years ago, I feel like he was one where he seemed untouchable on the Diamondbacks. I, yeah, I no wanted way. Cleveland to get him when
1: Jose Ramirez was like a second baseman, or utility guy, and then he fell off a cliff. No, yeah, he, he had like a thirty home run, hundred RBI season. I mean, he looked like he was good, but now he's in fact not good. So, yeah, yeah who knows? Um, you know what? Uh, I don't have a segue, but nothing.
0: Ugh. meatballs. It's meatballs, Merit. It's a little Gross. section where we give you uh, something over the plate, something to chew on. Um, I don't have one this week, of course, because it's I, I've given up. I, I have a I've succumbed to Merit's moldy meatballs. They're calling a Meatballs. It is now him merit's quitter moldy Matt. Meatballs. <laughs> This is merit segment now in the off season. Um, offseason. And I you're relish it deeply. You do, and you should. But uh, what's your uh, old,
1: moldy tidbit of information here, man? So here's something stupid. Did you know that every time over the last three decades, so the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, every time Cleveland has recorded its worst record of that decade, there's been a player on that team with the last name Huff. Wait, really? That is This is an all-timer <laughs> meatball. Really? <laughs> How far back are we dating here? Uh, Just from the 1990 on. So that's far. Three decades. I guess that's still,
0: I mean. And
1: technically we're cheating because two of those are David Huff. (laughs) It's the same person. (laughs) But the third one, and he only played for Cleveland for one year, and it's the worst season by win-loss record in franchise history in 1991. We're talking about a man named Mike Huff. Uh, Mike Huff was 27 at the time, played center field, got 179 plate appearances, uh, hit 240, 364, 336. Definitely a defensive replacement who couldn't find space because there were good players like Albert Bell needed to play. Alex Cole was okay, others. Um, so I just thought that was a neat little thing. And obviously, David Huff was uh, starting a relief pitcher for Cleveland um, in that kind of turn of the decade, weird middle time when they were trying to turn the. Um, what I'm looking for here, uh, guy, the type t- type of man who you can't really discern him from another one. Basically, the entire rotation was these kind of weird, tall, blockheaded white guys who who were right-handed all through '89. I uh, really hated that era of, of Cleveland baseball. Very depressing. Him, Mitch Talbot, um, Jeremy Sowers, you know that 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 string of guys. But one extra little weird cherry on top of all this, uh, Mike Huff's best season. By OPS Plus, was 117 in 1994. It wasn't on the the, the time, but still. Uh, David Huff's best season by ERA Plus was 117 in 2012. It's the Huff Huff continuum is what they call it, I think. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Anyway, that was just a a fun thing I saw. Uh, No one else named Huff has ever played for Cleveland, uh, managed or anything like that. Uh, which is great because uh, one of the people would be Aubrey Huff, and I just I prefer not to have him on a team I like. Um, and other guys with names like Huffman, Huffnan, Huffernan. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't try mine Trevor Hoffman. That would be a good one. But That's a cheat. You're a liar and a, a jerk. Yeah. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a couple Huffmans that have wandered through baseball. Uh, Sam Huff currently exists. Uh, maybe to go after him in a, in a couple years and then have them be very bad. That would be perfect. It's, yeah, I uh, thought that was a fun little thing. Yeah, they should be the Cleveland Huffs in 2021 or 2022. I agree. They I need, well, then sense. they need to trade for Sam Huff, basically. And Sam Huff was very good as a catcher. He hit uh, 266, 343, 482. I'm sorry, that's his projections. This past year, he hit 355, 394, 742 with for 200 OPS plus in 10 games. So, yes, Cleveland should trade for him. Dump that old pile of uh, the old waste of time, uh, Roberta Perez, and move on. There you go. Or put him in the outfield, I guess, would be a smarter move. Who needs Roberto Perez? Nobody needs that guy. Me, I do. Don't don't be so rude to poor, sweet Roberto Perez. God, how could you? <laughs> how could you indeed? Who, by the way, now is a Twitch streamer. I don't know if you saw that, but he's got a
0: sweet art guy. He's got a really cool banner. It just came out of nowhere. Apparently, he's been streaming for a while, but the Cleveland um, Facebook page sent out that he was streaming, and he streams. Uh, all he's really done is called of Duty Warzone, but it's still kind of cool to see a baseball player doing that. I know the um, Trevor May on the Twins does it too, but it's fun seeing a, a Cleveland player do it and roberto Perez. it's in spanish obviously but still neat just to see a player being a player like that or being a person like that are they still making call of duty games look at me being old have fun oh yeah yeah the, i mean the big one now is it's a it's a battle royale like fortnite or um pub but that's that's the big thing um, but yeah, as far as, as Cleveland baseball itself, um, they did make a signing, uh, last week we got to talk about Cesar Hernandez. This week we get to obviously talk about Eddie Rosario, who was, we talked about, um, the top of the show. He was non tendered by the twins last month, which I, I thought was kind of, it, it didn't seem like among twins fans, it was surprising just because they didn't want to pay him. But, um, it was, it was thought that he could make somewhere like what he made between 8 million or 10 million somewhere in there, maybe a little less, but, um, he has a 106 career WRC plus it was up in 2018 down a little bit in 2019. Um, he's, he's pretty terrible on defense, but it, it is what it is. If you can get a bat, the Indians desperately need it in the outfield. Um, his strikeout rate is kind of, it's nice that it continues to decline. Um, he's a guy that swings all over the plate, which is kind of one interesting aspect of this. I don't think he fits any kind of mold that Cleveland has had as far as no. looking for hitters. They, they feel like they want these guys that are high contact rate, um, he's skewing power patient. Yeah. And he is absolutely not patient. Um, Alex, even Cesar Hernandez is a relatively patient, um, batter. So I thought it was nice. It's a, for most teams i mean uh, we were celebrating it because good lord it's something it's an outfielder but i mean for most teams this is a pretty marginal signing. he was a guy that was a non-tendered uh, for heaven's sake but um yeah i thought it was kind of interesting it's a nice signing it's it's definitely no matter who he replaces in the outfield it's an upgrade it, it basically looks like now in left field i think um he's a lock in left field and center field i mean you got bradley zimmer oscar mercado and i still think they're going to move on then I mean, rosario out there but that's not any kind of guarantee and then right field you got like jordan luplo and daniel johnson with his rocket arm Awesome. Um, it would be. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of a, it's a solidifying move. It's a stability. That's the word I'm looking for. It's, it, it it allows everybody to lock into their more natural positions. I think, I think Josh Naylor is a first baseman more than he is a decent outfielder friend, but obviously is a DH. I know he wants to, to play in the field, but he's not, but they do have, they have their outfielder now. Um, I think it's nice that they have, they actually went and got an outfielder instead of just hoping for the best with whatever they had.
1: Yeah, it was nice for them. I know last week we talked about their attempts to just kinda of turn guys into outfielders and maybe it doesn't actually work that way. I you know, I, I couldn't help but notice also Rosario obviously was an absolute uh Cleveland killer. Uh no one suffered more uh, in the number of at bats that he got that he played a lot against Cleveland. I mean ninety-three games, three hundred and seventy-one plate appearances, ended up posting at basically nine hundred OPS. He beat other teams up a little bit uh, more. I think his best team he's beat up against would be the Rays uh, with, with the 1095 OBS, plus, or OBS. But still, no, it's um. my memories of him are of him getting key hits all the time. So maybe he's a player who is driven by rage and uh, wanting to bring down the big dog. And for most of his career, obviously, Cleveland was the big dog in the central. So maybe that will switch now and he will have a. 1,100 OPS against the Twins and or the White Sox, which I would value and appreciate. So. Yeah, I mean, he chases just these absurd pitches that he hits for home runs. I actually wrote about just to look to,
0: for fun to see. like um, a baseball savant, you can search for just pitches in what are called the chase or waste zone, which are basically way out of the zone. You yeah. usually wouldn't swing at him, But he has eight home runs since he debuted, which is second league behind Aaron Arenado. And three of those came off Cleveland pitchers. One was Mike Clevenger, one was Trevor Bauer, and the other was... I think probably the one that most people associate with Ahmed Rosario murdering Cleveland is off Josh Tomlin when he hit. I mean, it was eye level, it was way up there, and he still oh, hit 1,000 yeah. feet. That was a few years ago. But, but yeah, like you said, he just murders Cleveland pitching, and he does it and because he thing. just chases like, everything. And
1: like, we're a, talking about like a great pitching team, too. So it's like, yeah. why? Oh, what's going on here? But oh, this a guy who's got 30 30 home run power, and uh, Hell yeah, man. Like you said, I, I know we were messaging about this on Slack, but he's immediately what their fourth best hitter at worst, like immediately at the, at the gate, which is great. Um, I've decided to be excited about it. So, I mean, positive, that, baby. That's another thing that we talked
0: about. Like, if we can't be excited about at least, even if it's not signing George Springer, if we can't be excited about an upgrade, I don't know what we're doing anymore. Like, I get yeah. that it's not huge. It's not... It's not the sign they should be doing. I mean, they could have paid Lindor what he wanted, signed George Springer, and still had to pay a roll over like a hundred million. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like pat him on the back and say they did a great job and thank you, Paul Dolan, and send him a letter. But uh I already sent the letter. I, I didn't <laughs> sign your signature, I apologize. That's fine. It's fine. It's it's he deserves it he's so great. But um but I mean it is something, and it is Kristen and I think it says one thing about the team that because I mean the the way Paul Dolan or um Paul Hoyne spelled it out basically, it sounded like Chris Antonetti had to, to pry open Paul Dolan's wallet himself and take the money out. But I think it says something that that if this Give was... Give money, Paul. <laughs> I need this outfielder. I, if they were so desperate, like they, they know they're working in this frame, they're so good at working in this limited budget, but they also felt they had to crawl and beg Paul Dolan for the extra $3 million. I think it speaks to they're maybe not as confident as we would hope they would be in this roster. I, I guess maybe it's also encouraging that they realize they've accepted reality that this is not a good offense and they need Ahmed Rosario or they need um, Eddie Rosario. But I think it says something that they had to be so desperate to get this l- tiny little bit of money to use to get an outfielder um, and probably bankrupt their owner, but they did it. And in the process, they got a batter who is not great, but he's anywhere between above average and pretty good. If he's on a really good year. Um, I mean, if his strike alley keeps going down and he keeps walking a decent clip and hits 30 home runs, I don't think you can be mad about that. And of no. course, It's a one-year deal, so even if he's terrible, who cares? He's
1: just gone. But also, too, you know, I mean, you know, we 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 bitch and moan a bit about them not spending money, Um, and then also not we don't complain about this side of things, but also they notably do not blow it up at any point and just kind of tank because they want to contend consistently. And I mean, you need to spend some money to contend. I I think that's got to be the argument we we, we see here. This is them doing that. They do it every single year, you know. The reason I was looking at. Jake Lamb stats and stuff. I was trying to find that perfect Cleveland signing. You know, that guy who was good once, but maybe isn't good right now and fits a hole that they have. And maybe if he's good this year, he'll, his bat will wake up and he'll be an above-average impact bat. And I think to Eddie Rosario to a T, honestly. I mean, he was pretty good last year. Uh, he's been pretty good, over really, over the last four years. I mean, it's it's hard to be upset with what averaging – uh, thirty-three home runs for 162 games with 103 RBIs and an 810 OPS. Like that's basically what we're hoping for out of Fran Mill Reyes this year. When you really think about it, so if they could, if they could literally get that and a guy who, and also get a, quite honestly take a guy away from the Twins who, uh, eating them alive constantly that helps too. You know, it's this is this is what contention looks like in the in the world of of Cleveland baseball
0: yeah it's at least uh, what, what trying looks like <laughs> yes, as
1: opposed yes. to what they were doing
0: before but i mean just looking at the peer value of the deal i think it's also i mean like jock peterson signed for seven million dollars for the cubs and he he desperately needs to be platooned i think uh, peterson does that is i think the cubs yeah if they're, they're smart with him they will but eddie rosario you get an extra million you don't have to platoon him i, I, I was excited about jock peterson and maybe the idea of getting him i thought it'd be more than eddie rosario because on the one side of the, the plate, he is, I think, a better offensive hitter than Rosario, mm-hmm. but the fact that you could have Eddie play both sides, I think, is valuable to the Indians. This saves they, like... a roster
1: spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, as you much as what? they love
0: their platoons, they have they have plenty of them already. I mean, they have Jordan Luplo and Daniel Johnson and right, and then you can sort of mash together a platoon in center field, I guess. I don't know if you decide that Oscar Mercado can pair with somebody. I I, I mean, I, I don't think Bradley Zimmer has any options left, but he's just not good as much as I love that big, lanky <laughs> boy, but... It just feels like there's no place for him anymore. I I guess if if my conspiracy theory about Ahmed Rosario is wrong, and they do either trade him or put him at second until they're done manipulating, or put him at short until they're done manipulating um, Andre Jimenez's service time, then maybe he doesn't go to center field. But if he does, I don't see where Bradley Zimmer comes in. As fast as he is, as good as he is on defense, if he can't hit, if his big looping swing just can't catch up to anything, I don't think you... You put him in over Oscar Mercado or Ahmed Rosario in center or whoever they put out there. Um, I don't think you put Eddie Rosario out there in center or even Dino Johnson at this point, but um, it's gonna be weird to see how they they he, he definitely helped. Yeah, right. He definitely helped yeah. a little bit of clarity in the outfield, but they still
1: have a lot of questions to answer as far as what the hell they're gonna do out there. I mean, I'm just thinking about Oscar Mercado and it's like I just Is is it really that much of an upgrade from Oscar Mercado to or from Bradley Zimmer and Oscar Mercado, yeah, I don't know, maybe, probably not. I don't know, they both kind of can't hit, as far as we can tell. Uh, I feel like Mercado at least has a higher floor, right? I think Bradley Zimmer might,
0: maybe his ceiling has come down quite a bit since he debuted, but I feel like true. Mercado... This you know, idea of him, it.
1: rather than who, I, who he actually is, which is unfortunate. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like Zimmer could just, he has an opportunity to be an absolute dumpster fire at the plate, but Oscar Mercado, you kind of know, he might not be very good, but he's also not going to be,
1: like, superstar, but... He might give you a 99 OPS plus or something like that. You know, just like exactly. You know what? I mean, God damn it. We're doing it again. We're just begging for average.
0: That's <laughs> all I want. That's, that's why we celebrated Eddie Rosario because he was at least average. He wasn't completely dude, terrible, which is what we've been This dude looking is at above
1: average. Woo! Here we are. All right.
0: Very cool. <laughs> and I mean like even Delano the, the shields, he signed with Texas and that, that in itself was a relief watching as a Cleveland fan, knowing they're not going to be able to sign him. I think it's still trade for him. They can trade, uh, I mean, the Omer Zario needs to go somewhere, right? Send him over there. It's true. Send him over there, get him back. But
1: you know, sometimes the smartest move is a move not made, and that's one of the smartest moves they've made in years. Because about I feel like stuff.
0: we've at least we've dodged the the bullet of of a of another. I, I'm sorry, Domingo Santana. I keep bringing him up, but we've dodged another Domingo Santana of blocking somebody. I, I don't feel like there's anybody on the roster now, unless they bring a minor league player in or somehow sneak Mike Freeman into the building. That's going to steal <laughs> a bunch of at bats away from somebody who deserves it because i think eddie rosario wherever you put him in the outfield he's he deserves all that bats and i think josh Neal is going to get his at first and frame yeah. DH. so i feel like as long as they don't sneak somebody in through a minor league deal and then who i mean like ryan braun just sneak him in and then put him out there but that we're at least going to get to see the young guys play which i think is a sign because they're not going to sign anybody else i mean Paul Dolan, is, he's broke now, Merritt. He doesn't
1: have any he's money. He's out of he money. He spent all his money. And as we know, that when you're very wealthy, you can't just make more money up out of nowhere. It's impossible. You can't just buy a bunch of stocks, I don't know, and then have them go
0: up and then sell them. That's not how yeah. that works.
1: At least it sounds a like pump and dump. I learned about that this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, I learned yeah. a lot of new terms about stocks this week, Merritt. <laughs> it's all <laughs> like,
0: oh, Very magical. Uh, maybe yeah, it's just wizardry.
1: I love, I love the economy. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah I it's, don't it's, know. Go ahead. Yeah, and, oh, no, I was just going to say that it's not – I already forgot what I was going to say. But we can we basically go on to the, the fact that Dolan is – I mean, it was just such a weird story that Paul Hoynes put out, the fact that he just made it seem like Paul Dolan was this, this martyr and hero for – letting the the peasants use the extra three million dollars of, of his money which is probably already covered by like tv expenses
1: and advertising but what was the highest contract in 1996 because like <laughs> that's what it, it feels like he shelled out for, for a big deal for a guy from nineteen <laughs> like the mid-90s because <laughs> he just extended it, jim Tomy for 30 years is
0: the we way we're celebrating it because he signed eddie rosario as, this as is such a year. it's
1: such an like you know it's it's it's, it's just it's always fun to throw out around eight million dollars it's such a nothing deal uh, like you said, there's no risk and no. It's such a low risk thing because it's just. It's only one year anyway, so what, what's the big deal? And yeah, he just like praising Paul Dolan for what an honorable, good man to spend his hard-earned dollars to support this belugered team. They need the, the might of Eddie Rosario to carry them to the peak of winning 86 games. That was negative. That was overly negative of me. I apologize, but you know what I right. mean. That's, that's not too far off. If you want a shot of like
0: perspective of what it's like, I um, do because because I listen to a lot of like and other individual team podcasts. I think especially like AL Central teams or just random ones that are good. But I like the Good Fight podcast. Like uh, John Stolness does them. He's really good. But their whole thing was they're they're upset they didn't do enough, and they signed JT Romito and brought back Archie Bradley, and even for the Phillies, I get there they're in a bigger market, but their thing is still. They're talking exactly like we are that their their owner did the bare minimum. <laughs> and also they spent like several hundred million dollars. So it's it's a lot of perspective of of the fact that a major beat writer for Cleveland is is basically praising the owner for spending this minor amount of money and meanwhile Philadelphia is holding their owner's feet to the fire because he only signed the best catcher, one of the best catchers
1: in baseball and brought back a good reliever, but I mean, to it's be fair, he, he promised to be spending stupid money or something like that. Didn't oh yeah. He? yeah, yeah. He so wants he, to be loved so bad. Um, yeah, which is, I mean, always. which is awesome. Uh, I yeah. wish, I, I wish Cleveland had had an owner who wanted to be loved. I feel but... like he
0: briefly did, and then, it, and then we <laughs> yeah. he said really stupid things, and now he just gave up. He's, He's like, like that mind. one. He's, these guys are that... rude to me. <laughs> There's a comic where like it's little little box and he comes out and he's like I'm gonna be emotional. And the fist comes in and punches him and he goes back in the box and says never again. That's basically what Paul Dolan did. He he extended a little bit and tried to make it seem like he's just one of the guys who loves the old baseball and and then he just said stupid things like enjoy him while you got him. And it turns he out never... he's
1: incredibly out of touch. So <laughs> who would have thought? No that's one saw, saw that thing coming man. at all. Wow, ooh baby.
0: <laughs> if this is, I mean, it's obviously the end of spending, but if Cleveland is done or not done, I mean, getting players, I think. Um, they, they do have some they could trade. The
1: mm-hmm.
0: bringing in Andre Jimenez and then Ahmed Rosario back in is kind of it's superfluous for what they have in the infield, especially now signing Cesar Hernandez. But yeah. so assuming they don't want to move Ahmed Rosario to the center field, assuming they're not listening to the podcast, keep hearing me plead for them to do that.
1: They just shouldn't um, do that.
0: But go on. <laughs> well, my weird thing is that if you saw like the the rumors, I'm doing a big air quote about the Reds wanting him, the, the way everybody phrased it, there was a guy, I think Mike Puma. Who, who writes about New York? He basically said like the Reds are discussing if they should trade for Ahmed Rosario. Like that doesn't mean that doesn't That's mean anything. Weird phrasing. <laughs> that doesn't mean they called Cleveland. That doesn't mean Cleveland was talking about it. There was, um, I think it was John Heyman said that the deal might look good for them to do. Which again does not imply they talk to each other or that Cleveland is interested. But um, so I think that the idea is out there from at least one side. I don't know if Cleveland actually wants to trade him, but whatever they could do to get like Nick Senzel, I get that he's kind of. He's kinda of like a younger
1: Ahmed Rosario and that is his star is faded a yeah, bit. Yeah, that's but. literally the like, a one to one trade almost. Like what when, when you think about it, I really don't want them to do that actually, because I'm starting to, start to think about all oh, well, the kind of the faded prospect like top prospects that are starting to gather on the team. Like I just happen to have Josh Naylor's baseball reference page open. You know, just it's like I get the motivation to do something like that, but if you're just gonna do that, just hold on to the player you have because Ahmed Rosario might be good. Like that's the thing. He might yeah, you know, I mean, Ahmed Rosario was good, but he, the mystery box could be anything. It could even be Ahmed Rosario. So you know,
0: and I, and I also think that if you can get it straight up, I think I would do it. I didn't realize Nick Sanzel's already twenty five. Jesus, but I, I think if if you can do it straight up, I think I, I wouldn't mind doing that. I think Nick Sanzel still has more of a chance than Rosario because I mean, it's basically just because Rosario's been in the majors longer. I think we know what he is more, but I don't. The last year's I think, kind of
1: a throwout year too, so it's, right, it's, it's yeah. a hard read
0: in in, in so many ways. Yeah, which is also important for Senzal because he was awful last year. He had like a 56 WRC plus, so you don't want to include that for him. But I think if it was a one on one for one deal, I'd be want to do it. I also think the Reds would probably want more than Ahmed Rosario. I would not give them even like a baseball, a more like a signed baseball from Jose Ramirez in addition to Ahmed Rosario for Nick Senzal. But um, damn, he was a first
1: know. round. He was a second overall pick, huh?
0: Yeah, he was. Really hyped for a long time. I got some rookie cards of his. That'd be really great if he would pick it up a little bit, but he's not. Damn, so he was a killer in the
1: minors. Wow. What happened there? I guess baseball is hard. Matt, I think baseball might be difficult. Breaking news, baseball hard. Um, I also Learned saw hard a, Amir Garrett thrown around. That's another one where See, that's I would add the, on. That's the kind of move I'd prefer, is them getting another bullpen arm. Just because, I mean, I, I'm i operating under the assumption that they'll be at least in the chase for a for a playoff spot. I mean, at this point... As you mentioned, Ahmed Rosario for Nick Sinzel is a one-to-one swap that doesn't really do anything. Um, they have, at this point, a surplus of talent in certain – that's a weird thing to say. Wait, what? Uh, no, hold uh, on. Well, they, Whoa. They have a surplus of <laughs> – Like-minded talent or similar talent. Yes, yeah. They, they have overlapping <laughs> talents. Uh, where, where where they do have talent, um, and they need more bullpen arms because you can always have more good bullpen. And like you said, I mean, I love Amir Garrett. He absolutely kicks ass. Uh, that's the kind of move I prefer. It just, it seems like maybe, a, I, don't know, I don't know if it would be an overpay or not. Who knows anymore? I don't know how trades work. Uh, <laughs> I've so, given up trying. I just see the guy I want. Like, I want that one. Yeah. How that's do we get him? I'll out. give you this. No, I'll give you this and this. Whoa. Actually, you sure? That's kind of a good deal for us. <laughs> Never I mind. I any, don't want to do it now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> any, yeah, what yeah, what's the middle ground between these two? You want half of him? Uh, but I mean, but just the, imagine like a Garrett Classe
0: and Karen check bullpen. Like, even if you had to add on something to Amit I would do
1: that if they. Assuming they're going to ma- manipulate what's his name, Service Time. Uh, then uh, at least they can, at least they could do is call it Nolan Jones. Jones. I was just looking at a picture of Nolan Arenado. So they well, just you call it so Nolan gonna, Arenado. They're going to and, uh, manipulate
0: Andre Jimenez, but bring up Nolan Jones. I mean, yeah, they're going to manipulate that's... both of them. <laughs> they're going to, neither of guys are going to play for like a
1: month. I've given up. I've assumed that. Can't we just have them play? Let the kids play, as they say. Also, can you make service nice? time if they? If... I'm so... all right. I think we honest with you. I've been writing about baseball for over a decade now, and I'm still confused about this because he's already played in the major. So is his clock already ticking or no? Well, his clock's got to hit a certain point. Basically, he's got uh, like, to. Right. He I think for Super Two
0: it. is by like the end of some year, the twenty something percent of service time, and then in five years they get an extra year. It's some it's never known like immediately if they're doing the calculus as they go to figure out when they have to call him up to perfectly manipulate it that's how long his defense takes to, merit to for him to figure it right, out yeah cuz cuz i
1: was cuz like the, i remember a while back like i can't remember who it was um it might have been chris bryant but someone they held out until like june no that you know what? That, was, that was francisco lindor that's what it was yeah oh yeah they didn't call school. him up until june but then like but then like chris bryant was he came up on like the 23rd of april and that yeah. got well, I mean, the extra year, so which
0: is almost worse if you bring him up closer, because if you like do it mid season like Lindor, you can say that we weren't manipulating it; we just won a couple months. But like Chris Bryant is very clear; that's why he sued them, or there was they yes. went to court over it. And then now in their last year of his, they're going to trade. Him. They fought so hard for; they don't want him, and they're garbage. So, but, and, like same thing with Cleveland. If I, I get their like next year is their big push year, but why not give Nolan Jones and On Jimenez this year to? give them as much time this year as you can to acclimate. And so what if they're not here in five years instead of four, just let them, let them play now while you need them desperately. <laughs> like maybe you, you have all these other infielders. If Jimenez doesn't work out, even if he does and he's gone early, you have 7,000 other infielders, but right now he's your most ready shortstop. So I, I just kind of circles back
1: that. to my, my original point where if, if the goal here is to contend, but not build a, a world beater, then I think this, this is the point where you, call up those young guys because you need them to be good if not great and so i don't know confusing stuff a very oddly run team frustrating one might say
0: now it does also bring up I, I don't know why i didn't think of this but nolan jones with eddie rosario out there i mean where does i mean does does nolan jones go to right or do you just keep i i guess jones there's kind of a hint that maybe he needs to be platoon so maybe you from I mean, which side is his platoon is he platoon well jordan loophole i don't know but it's it, he does kind of take away a spot eventually from Nolan Jones. It allows them easier to say that they don't yeah. need to come up right away and manipulate his service time. But also I don't think you, I mean, like Eddie Rosario is potentially a legit bat. I don't think you bring up Nolan Jones and then flip Eddie Rosario at the deadline. Like you might for Cesar Hernandez. Um, if you use Ahmed Rosario and Andre Jimenez in the middle infield, but I mean, it does I kind of bring up a thing. We're going to be I'll, talking about where to put Nolan Jones in a couple months.
1: I mean, all, all these players, you know, I suppose the one year guys are, I think, I think hundred percent just assets. You can move at the deadline. So, I'd only disagree on that front a little yeah. bit, but um, yeah, uh, I, I just think what, it'd yeah, be
0: then... weird to to flip him. I mean, because you're not going to get barely anything I, unless Nolan Jones comes in, is just amazing right away, and you have absolutely no reason for Eddie Rosario to play on your team. Because at that point, it just seems weird to sign him in the first place, uh, and then pay him like half of that money, even because then you're still over Paul Dolan's precious budget. But then you're oh no, I guess you're under by a million. But see, I get what that's what about? they're doing. Oh, I hope that's Matt. Their plan. God damn it. <laughs> and they're still under $10 million. They just know they're going to flip them.
1: That's what Stup- they're doing, isn't it, Merritt? Yeah, what a stupid team. What a stupid, <laughs> cheap-ass team. <laughs> they're
0: they're going to pay half his contract. It's going to hit $9 million spent. Uh, in and they're going to send him away and Nolan Jones stuff. But I, I guess Simply if Nolan Jones ass. is up and hitting well, I'm okay with it because... If Nolan Jones, but I I also think they might do it if even if he's garbage, just because they just don't want to pay another half. But I would hope if Eddie Rosario is clearly the better bat and Nolan Jones is either hitting like somewhere else or just fine, maybe they keep him and pay him the whole money. But if they trade him at the deadline, it's so transparently we just didn't want to go over this budget that we were given. Um, we had to sneak the money back into Paul Dolan's wallet. Like, don't like daddy the board game. I don't understand the
1: arbitrary numbers like that, dude. I don't know, whatever. Who cares? As long as they I mean, it players, is, it's all entirely it. arbitrary. It's whatever oh, yeah, he's yeah,
0: setting yeah. at. I want to make this much money, and based on what TV contracts we have and all this other stuff that they're getting money from, he wants to make X amount of dollars. So he's setting the the limit at this. Uh, I'm sure he's also factoring in like they might not have fans for this long, or when they do, it, it'll be limited fans. But it's all stupid, arbitrary, stock market-y garbage. That's <laughs> basically mm, what it comes my down. My favorite like. kind. Let yeah. me tell you, somebody lost we... a lot of money. So there you go. but <laughs> the other thing they could be thinking about is the fact that the season. Um, as it is now, it's it's gonna it's slated to be 162 games, normal everything. Um, mm-hmm. But but they are negotiating. They're not negotiating the CBA at this point. They're basically just negotiating what they were last year. I think last year Rob manford basically had supreme overlord powers to change what he wanted because there was a national emergency declared. But this year they're they're doing it. We're negotiating. That? <laughs> that makes sense because you want them to quickly be able to shut down the season if they need to. But yeah, I guess. Um, Yeah, but now they're trying to figure out a way to basically owners want to shorten the season because they want to wait as long as they can to have more fans in the stadium. Players just want to play now and get paid what they should. Um, Weird. There's been a, there's been a couple like different tracks of negotiation. The one is basically trying to trade expanded playoffs for the DH for universal DH, which is just an awful proposal yeah. because everybody wants universal DH. Nobody wants expanded playoffs besides owners because it gets them more money. Um, it's very clearly, um, it just look like Cleveland. If there, there was more playoff teams, they're going to try less of the deadline. So It hurts. Like these middle of the road process or middle of the road um, veterans who right. are looking for these big yeah. contracts, they're not going to get them because the teams don't need them. But
1: yeah, someone's made the point that you know, like if the whole value of a contract comes from how much you move the needle, and if you don't need to move the needle that much to get to the playoffs, then who cares? So right. yeah, no, exactly. It's like what, what it, is it's the... basically what
0: we're talking about with Cleveland. Yeah, they they don't need to move the needle, so why would they bother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the the other one, um, the more recent one was. Uh, MLB proposed 154 game season. The players get paid for the full season. They still get paid for 162 games, but they delay the the season by a month and then only extend it for a week. So basically you lose three weeks of the season. You just have to cram the games together in that small. So it means like fewer days off, more double headers, Uh, basically more effort from the players and nothing from the owners besides paying them for eight games they're not going to play, which is a very minor, I think, or very not equal overweight yeah. to the yeah. owners like yeah in, the players are gonna be of, yeah right yeah by, they're by, gonna be doing by, all these by, double by, headers and all this stuff and yeah
1: by because these guys are gonna be just even more gas than they already are and like oh yeah we, there's gonna be 60 play, play- teams in the playoffs
0: it's gonna be fucking chaos um but yeah i, I i'm glad that because the mlbpa rejected this most recent one which was 154 game season included expanded playoffs which sucks but i'm very glad that the mlbpa is like standing firmly against this um, I think even like a few years ago, they would have bought into the fact that expanded playoffs makes everybody try harder, but we've, we've seen so much now recently that teams are so smart and even like fans and everybody outside is smart enough to see through that. And obviously the players association is so, um, it's just a weird thing that I think universal DH is going to come eventually. And it's just stupid that MLB is using it as a bargaining chip when it really shouldn't be, but, um, that's where we are now. Do you, I I'm assuming you want a full season too, maybe, but
1: I I hate baseball, Matt. I want them to play six (laughs) games. Um, Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I prefer they just put... The motivation to... So the goal is to make sure you have a whole 162 games in front of fans. That's what MLB wants, yeah. That that is the motivation? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just... (laughs) What... What is going to drive people to go to the games? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, right? like people go to NBA and NFL games right now and they're. Yeah. But like nine people, like, <laughs> right, yeah. like there, there, there's, all right. There were 9,000 people or something at the chiefs game two weeks ago or something like that. Um, cause it was 12, 21%, whatever. Um, I'm just saying if they want to play in front of fans that there's just, I don't want to get into the whole fucking vaccine bullshit, But that's not going to happen. I guess is my problem is they won't be able to play in front of fans for quite a while. So just play the games, and then once you can, you know what I mean. Like, I don't understand the delaying. It doesn't seem like it's actually going to do anything. To um, I don't think it's gonna. I don't see how it does anything. What is what is one month going to do? I'm sorry, dude, but I can do math. I've seen math, and and I see the rate at which we're vaccinating people, and it's not that fast. Come on, now. It's so like you said it just seems like it's like some sort of weird it's some sort of weird pseudo money grab that i don't even understand from the owners as though they're just they're they're doing that thing they did last year they're staking a claim based on something some pile of bullshit um and they're going to use as as a as a bargaining chip of some kind and unlike last year obviously that manford's not going to have his dictatorial powers so that'll help the players i suppose but you, know, you go on Twitter and it's all like, well, we'll just get the strike out of the way a year early. So this is pretty good. Huh? All right, cool.
0: It, it feels like they're just doing everything to get that expanded playoffs. Like even, I, I would get the the point if they wanted to have fewer games because even if you don't get fans into the stands sooner, that's eight fewer games you have to like pay the upkeep for to have them going. Did but you then, like
1: the expanded playoffs?
0: No, they're garbage. <laughs> they're awful. I like the way they do it now where it's the same number of teams But the bottom two have to have a one-off, completely random thing. Because that incentivizes you to win your division, but it also doesn't increase the number of teams. Because, I mean, the bottom line is, like, if you have more teams, fewer teams are going to try. Because you can get a a barely above 500 team and still make the playoffs, which is stupid. I think there was a sub-500 team in the playoffs this past
1: time. Wasn't there?
0: There was an NFL. I don't know. I don't remember about MLB. If there, was one, the but NFL was also shitty. I forgot about that. It was awful. It's I don't. It's it's such a pure money grab, and it's not good for sports. I think hockey's they hockey and NBA have done it for a while now, and it's always not fun. I don't like watching that many teams who are bad. But, but those are like less random than baseball. I think like a really good NBA team can dominate more than even a best MLB team. So if you have a couple of bad pitchers who have bad games in a row. You're done. Yeah, and you're out in like a three game series. Yeah, but, it's a, it's a much more low variance game. Yeah. yeah, but that, but I like the fact yeah. that the yeah. way it is now, the lowest rungs are just a complete toss up. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like it, it makes you want to win your division without cheapening everything else. I think they they did a really good job setting that up but now they're just going to kick it all aside to make some more playoff money, but that's basically where we are in the world and in baseball is kick everything aside
1: to make a few more dollars. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I can't decide if I, if I enjoyed it or I thought I, I kind of thought I enjoyed it. Maybe I've misremembered time now. Time has kind of flattened for me, so I don't really know what I enjoy anymore. <laughs> what so, do you know, this is
0: 1996, where are, right?
1: Where are we going? Yeah, right? <laughs> We're heading up big deals to the legendary Andy Rosario, right? Yeah. So what did you like about it? The... I don't know. I, yeah. Didn't the Astros make the playoffs? Well, Yeah. But. yeah they they had a losing record uh so I don't know I remember there being a lot of baseball on and I like that so maybe I mean, that that's is good
0: yeah maybe, more maybe, baseball's
1: good maybe that's what it was I just enjoyed the volume of baseball more than anything else it helped distract me from my job which was great I think it'd be uh, it'd be better if more
0: games were treated with like the importance of a playoff series thats I, fair. Does that makes sense because that, yeah. that was the fun thing like more important playoff games and fewer meaningless regular season games well there wasn't fewer i mean there was but there wouldn't be in this this format but
1: that's true it does kind of wash out for many situations the entirety of september huh yeah a little
0: bit yeah yeah because if you can make it in you're not going to try and push yourself at the end even if they schedule all the division series at the end like who cares you can be an eighth seed and still get in and the whole um, lack of fans would really kind of
1: killed the whole home field advantage thing if, if they had that
0: um, so man, what do you say we try something new, um, this week for the podcast we've been, oh, well, all right. Well, uh, episode over. Thank you for watching. No, but <laughs> normally we ask for questions, but it got to the point where like people were asking stuff we were talking about anyway, which I mean, they were good questions, but we, we were just talking about them anyway, or there were last week, the dodgeball one was fun, but we, we just want to try something different, um, as a way of like guided interaction with, with people who listen, but so this week we're going to try, um, I asked the poll on Twitter this week's one was, um, how many wins will Cleveland finish with this year? I figured we could just ask a question and then talk about um, the way people responded and their actual responses in the comments. So to sort of sum up how the poll went, um, over 100 was one of the options. Um, This was a 162-game season was the assumption. Um, 2.9 people said that. You very brave souls, I'm here for you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> That many people thought it'd be over 100 wins. Were you one of uh, them? I oh, don't God damn it, man. <laughs> There was another one. Um, 85 to 99, 40.7. 71 to 84, so like barely a winning team or way under a winning team, was 50% and then under 70 so- 6%. I
1: think my first complaint about this poll is that whoever put it together really <laughs> picked such wide wow. bands of wins and losses. I have four choices,
0: Merit. I can't have more choices on the poll, and I wanted to get all right. 70. Here's what options. you put, Matt.
1: Less than 80. <laughs> 81 right, to 86. 87 you know what? to 92. 93 to 100. 100 plus. Because after 80 or less, who cares? They're a sticky loser team. Which hasn't happened in almost a decade. So. I wanted
0: the option to be absolutely god awful, terrible, which I don't is <laughs> not you're the one I covering
1: had, so much ground <laughs> with all of these. All right, like, you know what?
0: It's a new segment. We can refine <laughs> as we go. We're going to ask this question again, so
1: that's it's done. Ca- but it's called criticism, not constructive <laughs> criticism, mind you, just criticism. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to bring to the table here. <laughs> but the most people choose
0: basically a stinky loser team because I would assume, unless you really think they're going to be 83 or 84 I think most people picked to be in a, a 500 team or below the 71 to 84 which is I picked 85 to 99 because I think they're pitching um I think their offense is going to be gone awful but pitching can
1: basically pitch them to like 84 to 87 wins yeah so I picked. I, mean, the, the I, I, I I'm directly pigeonholing them pigeonholing them for about 88 wins so you're giving me the range of 85 to 100, basically, is like most of it. Yeah, there you go.
0: I guess I basically did just do like a winning team, losing team. and You did. Yes. What, more or less? Well,
1: that, that's how I did it. That was what yeah, I was going that's for. That's fair. You know all right. What? Yeah. All right. So, yes, yes. I, all right. I, so yeah. I under, listen, I, you're in training, I guess, <laughs> as some sort of pollster. Um, I'm running for uh, state office next m- <laughs> next year. I'm going to hire you as my pollster guy. I just turned in a pile of garbage to you, and you will not get reelected. I'm sorry. Merritt Mer- 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 Rolfing. Do you know who he is? Maybe. Huh? What? Something else. Over no, 100. Yes. It's Over it's 100. It's- uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I... How many... Okay. <laughs> how many wins do you think they're going to get? Didn't we do this last week? Didn't we try... What did we do we last started, week? At one point, we did. But yeah, like, like I said, I,
0: whenever we did it, I think their I thought, pitching well, can I, get you to like 84 to 88.
1: Didn't like. we make some kind of bet last week? Or is that like two weeks I ago or something? It all blends together, Merit. Time is a circle. I, I, um, listeners, write in and <laughs> let, yeah. let us know what the bet was we made. I think Josh Naylor to do something. or Jump over a ditch when he trains? No, what was it? it? I think oh. we each picked... Someone with their projection. Oh, this was several weeks ago, man. Was it really? Was it? It Was yeah. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So much has happened. Oh, and nothing (laughs) has happened. It's been such a fast, slow era. One of my Uh, favorite
0: responses to the poll um, was James Gorman on twitter he said you're really dumb if this team finishes below 90 which i appreciate that optimism oh yeah dude um, <laughs> I, like the,
1: I like the enthusiasm and yeah. the rudeness this guy kicks ass thanks I mean, james
0: that's a, a confident i think it's not I, I would maybe bump that down to 70 if you think they're gonna win below 70 i think you're out of your mind maybe even below 80. you absolute jackass i
1: can't believe you think this you rube you uttered goober <laughs> how could you uh um, 90 is bold i'll be honest with you i mean i yeah somebody said 92 that,
0: cooper smith his option was 92
1: is what he said because I, 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 the twins i think we both agree have gotten worse a little bit right because they um, haven't gotten it, demonstra- it depends they
0: bring back nelson cruz but
1: that's true they haven't gotten demonstrably better though i suppose right. i mean the white Sox right. are going to be a terror they're the new favorites i think but i i guess i still think there's some flaws to that team yeah uh, specifically, right field. Still, somehow they just decide to never fix it. And their left <laughs> they, field they defense lack depth too. Like they have a chance to be really bad, but right, their, their their outfield defense is going to be absolute trash. Basically, in the corners, like I love Eloy Jimenez. He is my favorite player, but only defensively. <laughs> and, it's just a disaster, ooh, baby. But like you said, yeah, the de- depth is not superb, and it's. I just feel like they're doing it again. where they they've gone stars and scrubs again a little bit, and. You're talking about Cleveland or Chicago? Chicago. They're doing. Oh, what they yeah, did in, yeah. in twenty, like the two thousand nine, two
0: thousand ten. Yeah, but now they're right, doing it so. through. That was all just like signing people back then, wasn't it? like now. This is all people they've
1: they've home. No, us. I mean, if you, the stars no, you of that were. team were what were Sale and uh, Still, Adam Eaton and uh, Paul airco <laughs> and way
0: older. Yeah, yeah I guess
1: uh, so. That. It, that, it, that,
0: that Adam Eaton's sign was weird.
1: The fact they yes. did it so early and
0: they could have gotten a clearly better. I would rather have Eddie Rosario than Adam Eaton, I think. But
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Like Adam Eaton's a he's just not that good defensively. Like I don't think ooh, a train's going by. Um Yeah. <laughs> and then and, at uh, sliding yeah. scrapes um on Twitter,
0: they said offense got worse. AL Central improving. Have to face AL East and NL West again, minimal lineup depth, eighty three, eighty four seems right. That's uh, a you that's know. a pretty you it's know depressing, what? but it's also realistic.
1: Damn, it's well thought out.
0: Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I just think I believe in the pitching more than like projections will and then more than like – I just really like Kyle Cantrell. What I'm getting at is I like Kyle Cantrell a lot, and I think their bullpen is going to be better than we think even without signing. Uh, the, the big need they have is a lefty, but you don't need like a lefty anymore because the three-better minimum. So I think they're – I really like their bullpen. I think their starting pitching is going to be way better than people are worried about, um, and the offense can do just enough, and they're going to win themselves – 83-84, I guess, is probably the lower end of what I would think, but it's not a terrible – it's a, it's a well-thought-out opinion of it.
1: I mean, I, I would say a, a, a peak of talent in this team is probably 92 wins, um, but I think they'll probably fall somewhere like 87, which is, you know, whatever. I mean, it sucks. It's, an, it's a frustrating team to watch. But I still think it could be a playoff team is a thing if, if things hit the skids for either of those other two teams. So that's a positive, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and Glenn Lonwell, um, who who always asks us cool questions. Um, He's a hero. Yeah, he said pitching should give them seventy to seventy-five. Stand to reason, the offense shows up to steal another ten or so. And I think he means the pitching. Oh, I see what he's saying. <laughs> pitching alone will win you like seventy-five games. Offense will just get another ten in there. That that's a, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it,
1: it, it, just, just to be quite honest. I mean, looking at, I mean, I I don't think last year last year was really a fluke for Shane Bieber at all. I think we're we're all in agreement on that. Um, Blue Jack's going to make uh, I think a bit of a more of a nudge. Uh, I, I expect a better year out of Aaron Savale. Quite honestly, um, and then the other two, we're talking about a four and a five of Cal Quantrill and Tristan McKenzie, and then you know some spot starts of this guy, that guy, and the other guy. So yeah, like Scott guy. Moss, Logan Allen, something in there. But. Right. Exactly. Our, our hero Adam Plutko. And... No, <laughs> no, <man. laughs> no, please. <laughs> He'll be a oh, good yes. reliever. Put him in the way. It's yeah. happening.
0: So I want to put another bet that I don't think Adam Pluko starts in a single game for Cleveland this year. They have too many
1: good starting pitchers. I'm I'm sorry, Adam Pluko, but I'm... All right, Matt. Let's just do, do a quick bet. question. And you can't look. How many How many players started a game for Cleveland in 2019? Uh, I'm assuming how it's many be different more than I pitchers?
0: Thought. Probably like nine or ten, even though I think it's like five or six. Let's find out. One, two, three, oh. four,
1: five. It's seven. Okay, see? That's what I was thinking. Oh, about. I'm sorry. That's, that started at least ten uh oh god <laughs> uh 12 12 different people started a game including I danny one of be... salazar do you remember when danny salazar started a game was that the one game he started when he threw like yes.
0: an 88 yes. mile per hour fastball yeah. was four innings pitch
1: yes exactly that was, that
0: was it depressing but
1: yeah, yeah. Cody i just don't think anderson one of them... started two games that year dude i come <laughs> on these things have tyler clippard started <laughs> nope. a game it's not gonna be Pluco. he's no nope, uh, not doing yeah, it he, I remember refused. jeffrey rodriguez remember when he was on a
0: run there for a minute <laughs> Yeah, I think he's back with Washington now. But I, I think they've got enough. I, I don't know if I can name ten pitchers actually that they could use. So maybe. But I'm I'm gonna yeah, bet that's that he's right. is. right. I'm gonna ride that train to death. That I'm okay, fine. With.
1: I'll bet that he is, and the bet is that if I win, you owe me a billion dollars. Done. I'll give you three. And if you games, win, stop, then, stock, then, then I go. will give you this cool shiny rock I have <laughs> next to my computer. Sounds about even to me. <laughs> I agree. Shiny rocks could be anything. Could even be a million dollars. So there you go. <laughs>
0: On that note, Merritt, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. If you uh, if you don't already, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. rock taste like? Um, go to let's go <laughs> um, Find us on Salt iTunes, rock. Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Leave us a review. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at matt R O Y. Um, what is yours, Merritt? Like, uh, oh, you are uh, uh, like? Um, uh, oh, what is mine? It's at Merrill Lynch. Merrill <laughs> Lynch. Spelled
1: it like Merrill Lu- Merrill Lynch. The 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 villain is uh, stockbrokers, but with a U instead of the other one. If you, if you find the sandwich, you've gone just far enough. Oh, this one tastes bad too. Follow me on, uh, on Instagram at uh, at Money Merit. It's, uh, <laughs> Thank It's my <you>. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you next week. I'll be there.